Welcome back to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio. Now your host, Jacobus Hollowine. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the third and last hour already of Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am your host, Jacobus Hollowine. We are with Dr. Larry Stowe today, the Managing Director of the Stowe Foundation. Highly recommend you check his website, thestowefoundation.org, a 501c3 public charity established in April 2003, headquartered in Fort Worth, Texas. In 1995, Dr. Stowe was a founding member of Survive Until a Cure, a nonprofit medical research foundation that supports the clinical application of immune therapy. In recent years, Dr. Stowe has focused his work on the concept of modulating the immune system through biological medicine and human cell therapy to treat cancer, viral infections, and autoimmune disorders. The adult stem cells help to regenerate healthy tissue that has been damaged by the chronic inflammation associated with all chronic illness. Applied biologics is used to control the chronic inflammation and position the immune system into a healing response. And applied biologics is Dr. Stowe's foundation's signature concept of personalized medicine. So applied biologics. And since it is a 501c3 public charity, for those of you listening and who are inspired by the words and wisdom of Dr. Larry Stowe and his phenomenal library of work that he has done at least over the last 20 years i strongly recommend that if you have it in your power to donate to the stowe foundation and his work that he is doing and i can tell you that dr stowe um, and that is not a topic that we have to discuss today but dr stowe is very much going to be working with uh, his advice even to the government about things that can be done so that this his work is going to be more available to everybody, not just to a select few. So with your work and with your dollars and with your thoughts and prayers to support the Stowe Foundation, and if you go to his website, thestowefoundation.org, and read more about his work and contact him, if there is anything in your power to support his work financially, by all means, whatever it is, $10, $100, $50, whatever is in your power, everything will work and it will help the Stowe Foundation get the message out because it is not all about Dr. Stowe. He is working together with a lot of other great minds and great researchers in this field. But he is the founding member of Survive Until a Cure, which means that he is working with those who are of like mind. And the more we have people with his caliber and his knowledge and his titles and his research working together, the better it is going to be for the true health care in this nation, not sick care, but health care in this nation. And so your support is very much appreciated. And uh, we do have 
a couple callers. We have a couple emails. So let's go to caller number one, who's been holding on doing the news. Caller, good morning. Your name, please, and how hi, can we help you? Hi, Jacobus. This is Rita calling. How are you doing? Hello, Rita. Good morning to you. Good. Hey, listen, it's a great show. I really Thank appreciate you. the good information. There's just two questions I actually have to address to Dr. Stowe. Um, actually, phenomenal information. First of all, uh, I think that a lot of people have some confusion about embryonic stem cells and how they're harvested and how they're used, and I, uh, I think maybe the harvesting, and I think that uh, that's a good uh, for people to know how that works. And secondly, you touched a little bit about, uh, we're talking about the probiotics and the beta-glucane. If you have been on antibiotics, it makes very good sense, you know, that you get your gut back in order after, uh, and we all sometimes have to fall prey to antibiotics. But uh, I never heard this, but it's interesting that even pharmacists are telling you when you take your antibiotics that between that, be sure to take lots of probiotics. Mm. And so this is a really uh, eye-opening thing to take something else. And I wonder if you can address specifically what one should do if they have to be in a round of antibiotics in order to get that floral, uh, that gut floral position uh, good again. Okay, so that's it. And I'm going to get off and listen to your answer, okay? Thank you so much, Rita. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, let's start out with the concept of, of stem cells. Mm-hmm. There are basically three forms of stem cells that are being studied in medical schools across the country. Uh, there is the embryonic stem cell. Now, what people need to understand is we were all formed from embryonic stem cells. Uh, embryonic stem cells are the part of the embryo that once the embryo starts to create the human body, transforming itself into the human body, all the tissues in the body, all the organs in the body, all of the bones and muscle and everything in the human body comes from an embryonic stem cell. That's where the differentiation process starts. That's where the life process uh, starts to form the body is from embryonic stem cells. So an embryonic stem cell can become any other tissue in the body. That, that's why there has been such, and the medical science became enamored with embryonic stem cells because it quickly became apparent, well, my gosh, if we could control these things, we could grow new hearts, we could grow new livers, we could grow new lungs. You know, we could self-renew through the use of embryonic stem cells. Right. The controversy is the source of the stem cell. You can only get an embryonic stem cell from an embryo. And I happen to have the Christian belief that you are interfering with the sanctity of life because you have to destroy the embryo to harvest an embryonic stem cell. And initially on, the source of most embryos was actually from abortion clinics. I see. That's why embryonic stem cell research got uh, equated with uh, abortion, mm-hmm. is because that was the source of the embryos. And, of course, I think anybody um, that has any type of, of uh, sympathy uh, you know, for the sanctity of life argument would understand while every, why every faith in the world is against embryonic stem cells. It's not just the Catholic Church. 
but the Islamic faiths are all against it as well. Yes. Because it interferes with the sanctity of life. And if you are a faith-based person, that's the controversy that you run into. Yeah. Here's the good news. When a baby is born, the umbilical cord blood contains what's known as umbilical cord blood stem cells that are just as powerful as an embryonic stem cell in generating new tissue. So if you can find a genetic match between the person that needs to have some tissue repair, for example, if your heart gets out and you can go find some umbilical cord blood that's a genetic match, that umbilical cord blood is going to be thrown away. It's a medical waste product. Mm. Now we do have umbilical cord blood banks, just like you can donate your blood to Carter Blood Centers. Okay. You can donate your baby's umbilical cord blood. There are three national cord blood banks that you can donate that blood. They will store it for the future utilization of the umbilical cord stem cells. Uh That is something that was set up by the Bush administration. And I would bet 99.99% of America does not know that. Mm. Does not know that what the Bush administration did to promote stem cell research. That because they everybody the wanted cord. to focus on embryonic stem cells. Right. So he, he actually, the, the administration promoted umbilical cord uh, stem cell research. Absolutely. Oh. And the third stem cell research that they promoted was adult stem cells. Every human being listening to this conversation has an adult stem cell in your bone marrow. Now, it's not as vibrant as an umbilical cord stem cell, because when you get to be 50, 60 years old, even your stem cells are old. I mean, right. that's just progression of life. So they're not as young and as, a, as vibrant. But what you can do, and this is what we have, have helped to pioneer at the Stowe Foundation, is you can go in, and this all comes from the oncology world, people are familiar that in oncology, they now do what's called the bone marrow transplants. Right. What you do if you're a cancer patient is they'll go into your bone marrow, harvest some bone marrow, retrieve from that bone marrow stem cells, put it into cold storage. Mm -hmm. Then they'll put you through a massive dose of chemotherapy to try to get rid of all the cancer. I would take a different approach, but this is what conventional oncology does. The, the attempt, but they know that that massive dose of chemotherapy is going to wipe out the rest of your bone marrow. I see. And it's going to destroy your immune system. So after the massive dose of chemotherapy, you actually go into isolation until that they detected that they've, you know, that the effects of the chemotherapy have done everything that it's going to do. Then they give you back your bone marrow to regrow your immune system. So all of these concepts have been known for 20 to 30 years. It's just how do you apply them? In what order do you apply them? I happen to think our order of application is more effective than what they're doing because there's other things you can do to support the immune system to attack the cancer cells. So it's immune therapy versus chemotherapy. Yes. That's that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But the role of stem cells is exactly the same to strengthen and regrow the immune system. 
but the only thing that the stem cells do is regrow new tissue. Mm-hmm. So that's their sole role. Now, what we've been able to do is we go in, and, and it's not just the stem cells. It's the growth factors. It's the um, monocytes. It's the white blood cells. It's all of the lymphocytes. It's all of the things that give instructions to the stem cells that make the stem cells work. You find all of that in the bone marrow as well. So our, our approach to adult stem cell therapy is to harvest bone marrow, put it into an FDA-certified uh, centrifuge that will spin that bone marrow aspirate into a bone marrow concentrate. That bone marrow concentrate will contain the adult stem cells, all the growth factors, all the cofactors, all the cytokines that it takes to allow the adult stem cells to generate, for example, new heart tissue. Mm. So if you put it directly into the heart, you'll start to get a repair of the heart. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't do any good to put those adult stem cells into a diseased heart. So you have to use comprehensive immune therapy to get rid of the disease process, Mm -hmm. to get rid of the chronic inflammation. Now you can go in and repair the heart and the fix will be permanent. Now you can go in and grow new cartilage because you've gotten rid of the mycoplasma infection of pneumonia. So you've gotten rid of the chronic inflammation. And now you can do that and you can accelerate the repair using cold lasers, using microcurrent technology, using magnetic therapy. You can speed up the process of the adult stem cells repairing the body by controlling the biologically active energy fields. So it's the sequence of events but the stem cells are inside your body today. Every human being has adult stem cells in their bone marrow that can be used to repair the body. It's how the body repairs itself on a moment-to-moment basis. Stem cells are produced in the bone marrow, put into the blood, the blood circulates them to the tissue, but occasionally you have something like a heart attack and there aren't enough stem cells. Yes. So the heart, without enough stem cells to undergo tissue repair, scars over mm-hmm. and you have what's known as a lesion yes and but if you go in with an, uh, an injection of bone marrow concentrate in in which you then infuse that bone marrow concentrate with a genetically matched set of umbilical cord stem cells yes you can get some tremendous healing responses huh. and so what we say is it but you have to engineer the repair. You know, Dr. Stowe, I remember years ago um, when I, I, that's what I thought I understood from you, is that the embry- that the true embryonic stem cells are the cells that happen between day five and day nine after fertilization, which therefore for most mothers is not recognized yet because they don't even know they're pregnant yet. And so you said this would be a process that would be done in vitro. And then it would be, um, uh, you know, he said, then you have those stem cells. And then he said, you said the only uh, chemical part of it would be that you take those specific stem cells and multiply them in the, uh, in the laboratory so that you can use them. Is that, uh, was that misunderstanding on my part? Uh, no, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, and if you happen to get the embryo yes. from an in vitro fertilization clinic. Okay. 
those embryos, after the family has established how many children that they're going to have and after there's been a successful pregnancy or two, yeah, uh, those embryos get thrown away. I don't and, understand. Well, you, you go into an in vitro fertilization clinic is where the eggs are harvested yes. from, the, from the mother. Yes. And then they're exposed to the male's uh, you know, sperm, and so the, the fertilization that creates the embryo occurs in the laboratory. Okay. And they'll grow X number of embryos from that process. Yeah. And then every so often they'll take some of those embryos and implant those into the female that wants to become pregnant. Yes. And they'll see if the life process will take off from the embryo. Yes. But the embryo has to be implanted into the uterus. Uterus. Uh huh. And then you see if it takes off. Yes. The the controversy out in California was the physician that implanted eight embryos into the mother. Correct. And she ended up with eight kids. Yes. Well, in order to end up with eight embryos though, they probably created in the test tube fifty. Wow. The other forty two get thrown away. Huh. Now, after, to me, that becomes a supply, and, and this is just the approach that the Obama administration, you know, came to, that the embryos that are going to be thrown away from an in vitro fertilization clinic mm-hmm. are an ethical source of stem cells, because the family can choose to donate those tissues just like the father the mother could choose to donate their heart. You know, if they yes. were in an accident. Yes. And so, but what you have to do is then harvest the uh, stem cells from the donated embryo. Right. But isn't it so that uh, between day five and day nine, that cells are slowly developing, and then at day nine or day 10 of fertilization, after fertilization, that there is something that we call an osteoblast, where these cells yeah. eventually start dividing into and become tissue, like nerve tissue, bone tissue, heart, right. brain, etc. And I thought that I thought that you mentioned once, and tell me if I'm wrong, that once they actually become a specific tissue, so that could be let's say two weeks, three weeks after fertilization, that once they have a specific task, that they become adult stem cells. Correct. That That's is correct. exactly correct. Okay, yeah. good. Because I, I, when you were still talking here about actual embryos that look like a human, that look like a baby, what they want to do experiments on. And, and I understand that that is really the embryonic stem cells are talking about, about aborted fetuses. But Correct. I thought that aborted fetuses have more adult stem cells in them than really embryonic stem cells. Correct. Or are the embryonic stem cells that you're talking about, do we have undifferentiated stem cells, like the day five to day nine, non-specific stem cells, versus specific embryonic stem cells? Is that is a specific embryonic stem cell the same as an adult stem cell? Uh, you know, sometimes, they, you know, uh, a embryonic stem cells are often t- referred to as totopotent. Okay. They can become any tissue in the body. All right. Sometimes uh, progenitor cells uh, are referred to as pluripotent. 
Okay. That means they can become several different types of tissues, but not all types of tissues. Okay. And so stem cells now have a classification, uh, and, and then so that they'll, they'll go from being totipotent to being pluripotent to actually the next step is to become a progenitor cell, which means they become a specific cell. Okay. So like uh, an embryonic stem cell first becomes um, a progenitor cell. The progenitor cell becomes something like a chondrocyte. Well, let me back up. There is embryonic stem cells first become pluripotent. They start off as totipotent, then they differentiate into totipotent. Yes. There's about three versions of pluripotent stem cells. There are cells that become the musculoskeletal system, there are cells that become soft tissue, and then there are cells that become organs. Okay. And But you have multiple organs, you have multiple different types of muscles, you have multiple different types of, of uh, soft tissue. So those are what's known as pluripotent. The pluripotent cells become uh, ultimately a progenitor cell like a chondrocyte that can only become cartilage. Okay. Or they become a progenitor cell that becomes a myocyte that can only become a heart cell. Uh-huh. Or they become a hepatocyte that can only become a liver cell. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you start off with a totipotent embryonic stem cells that become uh, pluripotent embryonic stem cells that become progenitor cells that become the baby. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, yeah, go ahead. But you've got that same progression of, ev- of events in the adult body, which starts off with the bone marrow producing a totipotent adult stem cell. Uh-huh. No, that I becomes it. a pluripotent adult stem cell, like a hematopoietic stem cell that can become all parts of the blood. Right, which you now becomes a progenitor cell again. Which becomes a progenitor cell, which becomes the tissue. All right, well, we have to leave it right here. We're going to be back just for another 25 minutes with Dr. Stowe. Call us, stay on hold. We will get to your call uh, before 10 o'clock. Keep it short, keep it sweet, but we will be back right after this. Cause you, cause you.